0: Amen. How awesome it is to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It is good to be here this morning. What a wonderful thing it is. Do you know the privilege of being in a place to hear God's voice? What a marvelous thing it is to be in a place where you can begin to consider the mind of God. There's lots of things going on in your life right now. Lots of people speaking to you. Things are swirling around you and attitudes and, and things that are moving that are contrary to the voice of God and the purposes of God in your life. And how awesome it is to be still, to be in a place. You're sitting in a padded pew and air conditioning and the, 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 the atmosphere of the house of God, the anointing of the, of the people of God and the house of the Lord to produce in you the heart of God. Brothers and sisters, you don't know how good you got it. Well, you look at your neighbor and say, you don't know how good you got it. It is awesome to be here today. Awesome to be here today. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad you're here today. And you know, we've started a new series, amen, Breaking the Silence, amen. And we started that last week with a message entitled Breaking Point. And I pray that if you didn't get a chance to hear that message, that you will Go back, go to our DVR platform on our website, harvestpointchurch.org. You can uh, go to our Facebook page. You can go to YouTube and catch that message. These messages, breaking the silence, are special messages for the holiday season. And so this is not a pastor being bipolar, and he's preaching on the spirit of Elijah this morning. But that this is the spirit of God for the season of God, for this time that I believe that we're here celebrating, right, the, the, the birth of Jesus Christ in that Christmas, that we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, and we, we want to get to the to the crux of it all, and we're going to be getting into some passages today that I believe are really going to bless your life. So we're going to do two things today. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're hearing a message today. This is the second message, in, and I believe it's going to be either a four- or five-part series, and this series entitled, Breaking the Silence. Today we're gonna to hear a passage of scripture found in the book of Malachi. So if you have your Bible, Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. So if you're familiar with the New Testament, starting with St. Matthew, it's real easy just to thumb yourself right over uh, to the last book of the New te- part of the Old Testament in an in a minor prophet we call Malachi. I want to read from the fourth chapter of the book of Malachi. It's the last chapter in that particular. A book of Malachi I want to read from there and I want to give to you uh, what I believe would be that it or would be the totality if you allow me to say it like that of the expression of the holidays this is of course uh, this this conversation that Malachi is having as he is about uh, to to speak the final words 400 years of silence before God would speak again. Now, you think about that, 400 years of silence before God would speak again, and He would speak again uh, at the birth of a man by the name of John the Baptist. And I'm going to give you some angel food here in just a minute. But if, but if you have your Bible again, we're in, we're in the book of Malachi chapter 4, and I want to begin, begin reading at verse 5, and then here in a moment, before you're seated, I'm going to have you bookmark a passage of Scripture found in Galatians 4. and We won't read that now. We'll read it at the appropriate time. I just want that to be a bookmark. We're going to pivot on that verse here in just a minute. And so, again, we are uh, preaching from the series uh, Breaking the Silence. Today's message is entitled, The Spirit of Elijah. The Spirit of Elijah. This is Malachi chapter 4, beginning at verse 5. And I want you to hear this. This is... This is, uh, I'm going to call it the mistletoe of Christmas. So you will, not, you will not kiss the face of God without this mistletoe. Intimacy of the kingdom of God. And it begins like this. Verse 5, Malachi chapter 4. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Catch this. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. I want you to catch the spirit of Elijah. I want you to hear what we see, the, the, the expression of this spirit and the purpose of this spirit is to produce a heart in the father towards their children. I'm going I'm to say that real slow again that this Spirit produces a heart in the Father for His children. Oh, man. And He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, catch this, and the heart of the children to their fathers. Oh, here we go. Now, Now watch this last expression of the Lord. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse and if you'll, you'll hear this today that when Malachi speaks that God goes silent no open revelation until God would speak again in what we call the birth of John the Baptist 400 years 400 years so think about what's happening God's about to break the silence and I'm going to break the silence with you this morning here in just a minute y'all ready to pray with me We're going to get into some stuff. This is going to be awesome. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for this day. We we thank you for the glorious opportunity that we have to embrace your mind, to hear your heart, to know your will. We thank you, Father, that the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah and in power rests in the family of faith. And I thank you for it. Father, I pray today that not one person leave this sanctuary that hasn't been impacted by this word in such a way, Father, that when they go back home, the the work of God, the purposes of God, the manifestation of the Spirit of God will take hold. And Father, today revival begins. It begins right there at home. And I pray your blessing, your help, your strength as we move forward today. I pray. Father, that no one leave out of here confused, but enriched uh, with, a, with the voice of God and the purposes of God. And we pray that together in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Listen, when you do me a favor? I want you to go grab somebody. Now catch this. I want you to grab somebody. I want you to give them a hug. You can embrace them say it's good to see you. But I want you to tell them this. You have the spirit of Elijah. Will you go tell them that? You have the spirit of Elijah. Of Elijah, go grab somebody and just tell them you have the spirit of Elijah. If you're watching by stream, brother and sister, friend, guest, you have the spirit of Elijah, you have the spirit of Elijah. It's so good to see the family of faith and the people of God. Amen. How beautiful that is. Listen, friend, guest, visitor, you have the spirit of Elijah. You have the spirit of Elijah. You have the spirit of Elijah. How beautiful it is to see the family of faith. Amen. Blessings to each and every one of you. Amen. You have the spirit of Elijah. It is incumbent upon the the under-shepherd of the house of God to teach you a valuable truth about God. Uh, Today I want you to know that I am talking about power. Could I even go as far as to say I'm talking about the mandate of dominion in Christ Jesus? So if you enter the doors of the house of the Lord today, and you are apathetic or lethargic to the things of God, I pray that I help you capture the spirit of Elijah. I'll start by by giving you some angel's food. Anybody want some angel's food? (laughs) I'm going to break the silence. I'll just do that first. Let let, Let me break the silence with you. Uh, 400 years would pass from the passage that I read you out of Malachi chapter 4. And it opens with the archangel Gabriel. Who is finding a uniqueness in a family who is much like uh, Abram and Sarai uh, in their barrenness. Uh, the, the, The archangel Gabriel comes to Elizabeth to tell her of the story of the purposes that god has in her by the birthing of a man by the name of john the baptist who would come in the spirit and power of elijah it just so happens i love the rendition uh, found in luke chapter 1 if you have if you have your bibles go to luke 1 i'll I'll recite it for you because i love angels food I, I, i love the language of the angels Uh, The angel comes to Zacharias. This is the father of of, uh, uh, soon-to-be John the Baptist, and he gives them this, this word from God. He says this, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer has been heard. For thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a child, and they shall call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness. And many shall rejoice at his birth. Are you here with me? Many shall rejoice at his birth. Watch this. And he shall be great in the sight of God. Now watch this. He shall be
1: filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb.
0: And he shall go before him, that is Christ, in the spirit
1: of And power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of fathers to
0: their children. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This is the purpose of God in dominion. Will you say dominion? I don't know what's happened to the church. And I don't know what's happened to us. But it's my understanding of the Bible that God is trying to take a dominion over this place we call earth. That it is from the very beginning that when God made Adam and Eve that he said to them, we are going to take dominion over the earth and we're going to do it by family. You wonder how God's going to take over Mansfield? He's going to do it through families. You want to know how God is going to take over Arlington? He's going to do it by a family. You want to know how God is going to transform Grand Prairie? He's going to do it because he's going to find a family that believes in the power and authority of the kingdom of God. You say, Pastor, let me know when you found that family. And baby, I'm here to tell you God is looking at your family. God is is sent me to tell you that he's looking at your children to do the work of the kingdom of God. God wants to take dominion. Through family. This is the core essential of the kingdom of God. That, 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 that the deliberate intention of God to take dominion is through children. That the deliberate intention of God to take authority on earth is through children. Let me say it again, that the deliberate attempt of God to take dominion, to expand the kingdom of God is through children, and namely your children. Today, I'm ashamed to tell you that there's a lot of families who profess the name of Jesus who have little to no intention in training up those children to take dominion for the kingdom of God. This is the spirit of God. This is the spirit of Elijah. This is the spirit of what we call Christmas. Elijah is literally the mistletoe of the kingdom of God. You want to kiss God's face? You're going to need the spirit of Elijah to do it. It is important that I teach you the chronology of how this was to come to pass. Some of you that know your Bible well know that that, that we find very few good fathers in the Bible. And it's important that you know that the enemy has come not to attack your spiritual gifts, not to attack the ability of you to interpret the Bible. He's come to attack your family. And baby, you need to know that your children right now, mother, father, you need to know that the attack of the enemy is not concentrated in the church, it's concentrated in your home. You need to know that. But the enemy is trying to disrupt the network of the family. He's trying to separate mother from father, father from mother, from father to son, daughter to mother. Because he knows that the power of the kingdom has been invested with the spirit, a spirit of ability and of power. And it's in our families. We'll embrace it. Sadly, I'm in a church now that doesn't understand how to see life through the lens of faith. Last week, I came and I spoke to you of a breaking point. Uh, these are places in your life where you see what God wants and what you're getting. And you get to a place in your life where you put your feet down and say, I'm not taking another step. I'm going to stand on the word of the Lord until the the word of God shows itself real in my life. I, I began last week in the chronology of the kingdom of heaven by introducing to you a woman by the name of Hannah. Who was at a breaking point. Did did you know that Hannah begins a brand new expression of God through governance? Because God was about to end the governance of judges, and he was going to move from judges to kings. Uh, Some of you know that throughout the the chronology of the Bible that God was working through priesthood, and then God began to manifest himself through judges. And and last week, we kind of peered into Shiloh, and we saw a man by the name of Eli. We know that Eli's sons were bad. They were evil. They were prostituting women, sleeping with prostitutes, corrupting the offerings of God. And if it wasn't for God, created in Hannah a breaking point. Because God needs that breaking point in us for us to see true revival. Do do, do you know, let let, let me digress because sometimes I move too fast and I just assume that you know these things. Do you know that God made a covenant with a man by the name of Abraham? The covenant that God made with Abraham was a family covenant. Was it not God who told Abraham, look into the sky? Peer into the wonderful cosmos. And if you can count the stars, then you might get some semblance of the idea of, of how much your prodigy is going to become. Some of you go back into the origin, uh, the origin, uh, even the garden, where God himself said that, that, that there's coming a child. That the enemy, he's going to bruise his heel, but the, the, the child's going to crush his head. That the kingdom of heaven is moving forward by family. This, this, this woman, Hannah, believed that she was entitled to a baby. The Bible says that God had closed her womb to create a breaking point where she could start calling out to God, God, I want a child, and it belongs to me because you made a covenant with Abraham. You know, when we start to look into the word of the Lord and we start to look around us, listen, brothers and sisters, you get an image here. It's all you need to begin to walk in faith to see brand new things in your life. This word is your answer. Something missing in your life? You've got something amiss? What you need is a new vision through faith in the word of God. Yeah, what you need is is what we call an open vision. Hannah said, it's mine and I want a child. She came to such a breaking point that she said to God, God, if you give me a
1: child, I'll give him right back to you. All God needed to start a brand new era of
0: governance in the family of faith. You know the little boy's name. His name
1: is Samuel. Uh, He he is not like the other two boys. He is is
0: uniquely given over to God. We know the story. There was no open vision. God began to speak to Samuel. It it is a sad commentary in the Bible that, that Samuel's sons were just as bad as Eli's sons. The Bible says that, that Eli's sons uh, perverted justice. They took bribes. The nation of Israel said to Eli, said to Samuel, "Samuel, your sons aren't like you." We, we had hoped that, that, that these new judges who were over Beersheba would, would be like
1: you, but since, since your boys are bad, we want a king So God moved from governance from judges. Now, God would now appoint kings.
0: And it was through Samuel that that new system of governance came into Israel.
1: This is chronology. Need I tell you that we don't have any king that was a good father?
0: Uh, Even the man David, to whom the Bible says, God himself says, was a man after my own heart. He's the worst father of them all. I- I- anybody ever take a, uh, take a little glance at, at David's family? A- anybody a- ever hear of what his son named Amnon who raped his half-sister Tamar? The Bible says that he became so infatuated. Listen, he became so infatuated with his half-sister that his love for her was so profound that the Bible says he grew sick. And his love for her. And he used a ruse to invite her over to make food for him. And when she came to his bedroom to feed him, he raped her. And the Bible says that after he raped her, as much as he loved her, then he hated her. And the Bible says that her, her full brother, uh, you may have heard this name before, Absalom. Who when he heard that, that, that Amnon raped his sister, he plotted a, a scheme to invite him over to eat. and Then he killed him. And then later, uh, he tried to usurp the throne of David. Y'all know these stories, right? And and you remember Absalom, as he was trying to run and escape, his hair got caught in, in a branch, and he was hanging there, and he was beheaded. And do you know that at every death of his children, the Bible says that David wept over them. And it discouraged the nation of Israel, because David didn't correct his children, and even wept over their death. Some of y'all know of Adonijah, who he too tried to usurp David's throne. And, and, and the Bible says that, 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 that when he tried to usurp it, David appointed Solomon, and then Solomon later comes back and kills, uh, kills Adonijah. It's just, just full of blood.
1: I don't even want to talk to you about Solomon. 700 trophy wives. 300 sexy concubines.
0: Do, do, do you know that, that, that Solomon was gifted with wisdom, but he wasn't a good father? How many know that he had supernatural wisdom, but was not a good father? Just like there's a lot of men in here, you, 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 you might be a good husband, but you're not a good father. Or you might be a good father, not a good husband. How many of you, you can be both? Right? Listen to me, right? Listen to me. I want you to hear that, that that even Solomon. How many know? How many know Psalms 127? In fact, if you have your Bible, go to Psalms 127. I'll quote it for you. A few, a few weeks ago, uh, we had a, a baby dedication here. We brought all the babies forward, right? I, and I read Psalms 127. Psalms 127 this psalm is delivered to you of Solomon himself. You know, Solomon was, uh, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, we got a lot of people like that. You know a lot about the Bible, you're just not a good father.
1: You know a lot about the things of God, but you haven't produced any children of God. I'm, I'm talking about the spirit of Elijah today. I,
0: listen, today I'm talking about our families. You're catching me. Psalms 127. I, I want to read that because the last verse of Psalms 127, man, it, it speaks volumes into what we're talking about today. Check this out. Just show you how dominion works. So, so how does it begin? Except, except they build a house. Except the Lord built the house. They labor in vain that build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake up, but in vain. It is vain to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so God giveth his beloved sleep. But it say, Low children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Blessed is he who has his quiver full of them. He shall not be ashamed. What does the Bible say? And he shall what? With the enemies. Because this is about dominion. You want to overcome the enemy? You're going to do it by family. You you, want to see the church progress? It's going to happen in our homes. Listen, brother and sister, it's not enough to come to church and hear a message and go back the way you came in. It's not enough to know the Bible and read it through and memorize Scripture and pray in the Spirit. If your family is not walking in the counsel of the Almighty, we have to raise our families for God. We have to raise them for God. Listen, the primary purpose of your family is to take dominion for God. We're supposed to take the territory for the kingdom of God and for His glory. A lot of people just having kids and they're to do about many things except the things of God. And there's a lot of people who have no open revelation of why God even gave you children. And listen, when you begin to think about the monumental task, God gave you a life to raise up for him and to raise that child that he might know him, that she might know God and walk with God so that we might take dominion for God. So essential that you see that. That today the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah, must be invoked in the family of faith. Did, did you know that you have the spirit of Elijah? I, I, I want to prove that today. I want to prove it to you. The spirit of Elijah. Will you look at your name and say, you have the spirit of Elijah? I'm going I'm to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you right now. H- how many know today that when you got saved, you became a new creature? I'm, I, maybe only five or six of us understand that, but let, let, me, let me say it to you again. The, the Bible says, in fact, why don't you do this? Open your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll just, we'll just look at it. You, you, you put your eyes on it. This, this scripture is, is probably highlighted in your Bible. If you haven't already highlighted I will tell you, highlight it now. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Look what it says. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away. Behold, all things, what? Become new. You're a new creature. Uh, Did did you know that this new creature has been given a brand new heart? Uh, The new creature has a new mind. The new creature also has a new spirit. You, you say, well, what spirit does a new creature have? The spirit
1: of Elijah. I, I, I'll go deeper. You ready to go a little deeper with me? Romans chapter 8, 15.
0: You can open your Bible there. You probably already know this passage. Romans chapter 8, 15. It says this. For you've not been given a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've been given the spirit of adoption Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Anybody cry, Abba, Father? Maybe it's just me that cries, Abba, Father. I'll be all Abba, Abba. Anybody here relate back to God as Father? Even Jesus says when you pray, pray like this, Our Father who art in heaven. I mean, isn't this the kingdom of heaven that we've come into the reality to know that we have a Father in heaven? Not a God in heaven, but a Father God in heaven. And this Father God is, is Daddy God. He's Abba Father. Anybody got Abba Father? Anybody got Abba Father? Anybody got an Abba Father? You don't have a spirit of bondage. You have a spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba Father. You, you've been adopted into the family of faith. You are part of the family of God. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. Does anybody confess that? Are you, are you a daughter of God? Are you a son of God? Will you get up right now and go hug somebody and tell them I'm a child of God. Get up right now and go hug somebody and just say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. As you move in that spirit, that's the spirit of Elijah. That's the spirit of Elijah. That's the spirit of Elijah. If you're watching today by stream if, if you say you're a child of God that's the spirit of Elijah
1: it's the spirit of Elijah that's the spirit of Elijah you, 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 you understand that, that it was
0: the spirit of Elijah I say the spirit uh, the thought of Elijah to bring the nation of Israel back to God did y'all, did, y'all, did y'all hear what I just said? That, that it was the heart of Elijah to bring the people back to God. Let me say it again, that it was the heart of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah, the purpose of Elijah, the mind of Elijah, the concentration of Elijah. His purpose of leaving, living was to bring the nation of Israel back to God. So, so, so I, I'm going to read to you two of the scariest verses in the Bible. Uh, Because I want you to see that when you hugged each other, when you embraced that that neighbor and you said, I'm a child of God, you win in the spirit of Elijah. Let me teach you something. Two of the scariest verses in the Bible. I'm going to quote them to you. This is found in 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 33 and 34. Terrifying verses. They're so terrifying because they parallel in our culture. And I'm even terrified to speak it because God said that if we don't embrace that spirit, he's going to smite us with the curse. Brother and sister, can I tell you right now that that curse is already on this earth? Let let, let me get to the verses. This is what the Bible says. That King Ahab made groves, Asherah poles. And the Bible says that King Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all of the kings before him. The Bible says in his days, he rebuilt Jericho. And he set the foundations thereof upon his firstborn son. He set the gates up on his youngest son, Segeb. So Abraham... And Sageb died because Joshua had pronounced the curse over Jericho in the promised land. Th- this word was known. I want you to know that Heal, for the purpose of economic gain, for the purpose of making a name for himself,
1: built the cities knowing that it would take the lives of two sons. And he built it Anyway. These are the days of Ahab where we think more about our
0: jobs, we think more about our careers, we think more about our money and our 401s and our retirement plans, and we are willing to go to work day in and day out and work countless hours at the expense of our very children. Now, we, not, we may not be killing them literally, but we are killing them spiritually. And we're living in the days of the curse. Look around yourself. Look at our families. Are they images of dominion or are they images of destruction? Friend, what you need this Christmas is some mistletoe in your life. You need to get back to embracing God in a kiss. You need to know that the spirit of Elijah lives in us. And that that spirit of Elijah will revive our hearts back to God. This is why Elijah, the Tishbite from Gilead appears out of nowhere, because God was tired of what was happening to the families of Israel. From the time Jericho was destroyed, to the time that it was rebuilt,
1: 500 years had passed. God was sick of what was happening to its children.
0: Do, do, do you know, isn't it odd when you, when you think of Elijah, who, who when he appears before Ahab to deliver the word that there would be neither, neither dew nor rain until his word, that the Bible says that God commanded him back into the wilderness. It was in the wilderness, the Bible says, it's Shereph that he drank from a brook and a raven fed him there. And then after that dried up, God sent him to a widow's house. Some of you know the stories that this is very popular in Christian. We always talk about how, how, how he pronounced favor over her, mill, her little bowl of meal and the cruise of water. And, and when they went through the famine, he said, look, make me a cake first. And out of faith, she went and, and the meal didn't, didn't go, go to nothing. And, and the water continued to flow and they ate on that until the end of, of the drought. But the Bible says that immediately following the end of the drought that her son got sick. But you know these stories. She brought him back. She says Elijah, what have you to do to me? Have you come to recount all my sin against me? And the Bible says
1: he took that boy. Took him up into his loft. The Bible says he laid on him. (laughs) And he brought that
0: boy's soul back to life. That's, That's the spirit of Elijah. To bring life back to the children, to, to the son, to the daughter. I, I, I say today, are, are you there in Galatians 4? Let's, let's go to that pivot. Uh, I'm quickly running out of time. Go, go, go to that pivot. This is Galatians
1: chapter 4. I, I, I want you to hear me say this very plainly to you. The spirit of Elijah is in you. Let me say it again. I'll say it slowly. The spirit of Elijah is in you. Are you there in Galatians 4? Let let, let me give you a little parallel here. I do not love my mother and father. The way they love me. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to give you a parallel because we're going to work off this parallel
0: because I'm about to teach you the spirit of Elijah. I do not love my mom and dad the way they love me. I'll give it to you another expression. Uh, My grandson doesn't love me the way I love him. I'll give it to you another way. Maybe you're not catching it. When, when Megan had Jonathan, I asked Megan, Megan, how much do you love Jonathan? She says, Dad, well, my whole life, he is my world. I says, now you get a glimpse on how I love you.
1: Megan doesn't love me that way. Only I love her that way. God comes in the spirit of Elijah. It's powerful because it lies in the greatest root of our love, our children.
0: Uh, the, The power of the spirit of Elijah is because parents,
1: we love our children. We love them. Nothing deeper than that.
0: Uh, You may own a lot of things and you may be very popular by name, but nothing is more valuable to you than your family. And it's the spirit of Elijah that brings you to that new reality that there is somebody you
1: might love more than yourself. You're in Galatians 4. I just want you to hear this. Listen, God loves you more than you love him. Let me say that one more time because I'm trying to build on something here that, that, that God loves you more than you've loved him. Y'all ready? Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come...
0: God sent forth His Son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, catch this, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So, so, so let me show you how powerful this is. Many of you know that when Jesus came, and I'm going to get to the story next week of, of, of John the Baptist and, and the birth of, of, of Jesus. And we're going to get into some concepts there that I believe are going to help you and enrich your Christmas season. But let me help you with something. How many know that, that when Jesus uh, the purpose of John was to point to the one who was the Lamb of God. That it was John, while, while at the river Jordan, who pointed his finger and said, Behold the Lamb of God, whose latchet of his sandal I'm unworthy to untie. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus came to John to be baptized. Jesus has not done, uh, is not in public ministry at this point, although he's performed many wonderful things, and people know, uh, m- some people know his identity, but nevertheless, he comes before John to be baptized. The Bible says that when he went down into the water, as he came up, the
1: heavens opened. And a voice from heaven was heard saying, This is my beloved son. This is the father speaking to the son. This is my beloved son, catch this, in whom I am well pleased. He hadn't done anything yet. Let, Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me stop and just, just. Just just let you
0: simmer on that, man. Just take, take that in. That, that God in heaven said, this
1: is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He
0: hadn't done a thing yet. He hadn't done ministry. He hadn't done any miracles except for turning water to wine. Very limited understanding and ability we have of Christ up until that point. And yet God from heaven was opening and speaking his voice to his son saying, This is my son in whom I am well pleased. It is what we call the nurture and admonition of God. The Father in heaven. Uh, 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 You know what? Do me this favor. Uh, uh, Open your Bible. Ephesians 6.
1: Ephesians 6. I'll quote it for you. (laughs) Watch this. Let me digress. How, How many know that
0: Jesus says, I and the Father are one? And Jesus goes through an expression of of, of the the sum of them both. And then he says, in in the 17th chapter of of St. John, he says, Father, the same
1: way that you love me is the same way you love them. How many know that God the Father loves the Son of God And you,
0: exactly the same way. There's no difference between the love of God towards Christ and the love of
1: God towards you. It is called the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Have you been nurtured? Uh, let, 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 me, let me stop and dissect this because
0: you're there, you're there in, 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 in uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Uh, this is the spirit of Elijah speaking again. But uh, what does it say? Children, obey your parents, for this is right. Honor thy mother and father, for this is the first commandment, what with the promise. All of the law is the law, except obeying your mother and father, it comes with the promise. It is unique above all the law of God. The Bible says that it may go well with you and that you may live as long on the earth. Children, obey your mother and father. It's right in the sight of God.
1: But verse 4 is what I've come to read. Fathers, here's the spirit of Elijah the mistletoe
0: you want to bring harmony back into your home listen to this fathers provoke not your children unto wrath but rather what bring them up listen bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the lord i appreciate you that you taught your kids good manners i appreciate that how you taught them how to use a knife and a fork I appreciate that you taught him how to say yes, sir, and no, sir, no, ma'am, and yes, ma'am. I appreciate that you taught them how to respect authority and every other set of moral code that you could give to your kids, that they may be good civic leaders and people in public, in community. But I'm here to tell you, God didn't ask you to do that. He wants you to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Somebody say, of the Lord. We're supposed to be raising our kids up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Well, you say, preacher, how do I do that? The same way God brought you up. You know, a lot of you, God has taken care of you. Every meal that you've eaten has been part of God. You 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 know that the nurture of God is everything that it takes to raise a child. And I'm here to tell you, I look around and I see a lot of people that God has been good to you. He's put clothes on your back and food in your mouth and beds to lay on and jobs to work and cars to drive. God has been very, very, very good to you. He has nurtured you. He has provided for you. He's been a good God and more than a good God. He's been a blessing to you. He. He's helped you. He's walked with you. He's been with you. God has given you admonition. This is the voice of God. God has told you that he loves you, that you're a child of God, that he's pleased with you, that he loves you, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. That is the spirit of Elijah alive in us anybody been nurtured today at all? Has God helped you? Are you at a place now in your life where you can say, I'm a child of God and the, the, the God that I serve has been good to me and he, he's helped me and he's kept me all through these trials and situations and strifes and all the issues that I face, my God's been faithful. You see, that's the nurturing of the Lord. God has nurtured you along and how many remember what it is when you don't have faith but God remained faithful and he walked you into a good place even when you couldn't walk there by yourself. How many know that God has nurtured you and he's helped you and he's guided you and he's been with you and he's admonished you with his words and his kindness and the words of God that have been a benefit to you friend you've got to leave today and you've got to take that nurture in the Lord and that admonition in the Lord and set that little baby down and say I want to tell you how much God loves you and I want you to know the way God loves you I love you too, uh, and I'm pleased with you, and I love you, and I'm going to take care of you. And you don't got to worry about a thing as long as I'm around. uh, I'm going to make sure that you get to where you're going. Uh, I'm going to live my life to make sure that everything you're supposed to do, you're going to accomplish in the name of God Almighty. It's called nurture and admonition. Parents, do your kids know more about math than they do about God? Do they know more about the internet and how to surf YouTube than they know about how to move through the text of the Bible? Can they quote things and sing songs and rap songs that go on for 10 minutes, but they can't recite one psalm? Friend, we're supposed to bring them up. You are in charge. Mother and father, you're not been given those children for a specific thing other than to bring them
1: up to take dominion for God. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He says, preacher, you've been talking about revival. And I'm going to send it to you. He said, but I want you to know it's not going to come the way you think it's going to come. The
0: revival that I'm sending in these last days isn't going to start at church. You know, for ages, we thought that something would happen in the church, the house of God, so supernatural. Maybe a visitation of God, the Shekinah glory of God, maybe the outpouring of the gifts of God. And we would come to church to meet God. But God said, I'm not going to send revival that way this time. People are not going to come to church to experience revival. In these last days, and preacher, it's going to happen soon, that people are going to bring revival to the church. And the reason why they're going to bring it is because revival is going to start in your house. This is the season of the spirit of Elijah where revival is going to start in your home. Friend, you need to know you... We come here early and we walk these floors and we anoint these chairs and we invoke the presence of God. God has sent me to tell you that today is a day that mother and father, you need to walk the halls of your home with anointing oil and blessing every room and say in the name of Jesus, I take dominion over this house. I declare the glory of God to reside here and begin to sing and pray you know we come here and we sing anthems and we sing praises and God is saying now it's time to take it back to your living room and begin to sing in your living room and sing in your hallways and sing in your bedrooms and sing in your restrooms and sing in your closets and begin to celebrate the name of the Lord Revival's coming and it's coming to your house and this is the greatest gift we could ever ask for God that the spirit of Elijah the spirit of Elijah revival In that very spirit is going to happen in your home. I don't know what's going on in your house. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know what the enemy's done to you. I don't know the things that you might have to get rid of. There might be some people you can't invite over anymore. There might be some things you've got to stand up and say, as for me in my house, you know, we're going to serve the Lord. You, you might have to start checking your kids' phones again. You might have to start saying, listen, we don't listen to that in here. There's some things you're going to have to change up. There's some things that might have to shift in your house. There's some things you might have to say, things you might have to do. But baby, if you want to see something brand new happen, if you want to fulfill the mandate of God in the spirit of Elijah, it begins right now. God has sent me to tell you it's yours if you want it God said I'm going to pour revival over your house over your roof and I'm going to bless your house with my presence. I'm going to be at your dinner table. I'm going to eat dinner with you. I'm going to be there at every waking moment and every sleeping moment. I'm going to dwell in that place and people are going to walk into your house and they're going to know that they stepped into the presence of the Almighty. God is going to change some stuff and some new things are going to happen. You're going to be turning the TV off to get back into your Bible and you're going to be praying over there. You're going to see some things happen. When you lay hands on your children, you're going to see the manifestation of God in healing and in a you're going to see some change and you're going to see some things you've never thought you'd ever see in your family and baby I'm talking to some of you mothers who come in here and your husbands aren't serving the Lord and I'm here to tell you revival's going to hit your husband and the men of your house are going to grow up to be the priests of your house and some of you need to hear that there's a lot of single moms saying well preacher what about me I've got great news for you if you're not married but you have babies I've got great news your father in heaven said I'm the best father you've ever had I'm the I'm the father that you've never even thought you could ever dream of a father like me and I'm going to father you and I'm going to help you and I'm going to be with you there's going to be a great revival in the house of the Lord will you stand with me will you stand with me I've run out of time I've run out of time I've run out of time oh I've run out of time I want to challenge you today I want to challenge you today I'm going to put this message up on Facebook share it there's too many empty seats in here today people need to hear this message Listen, brothers and sisters, friends, family, listen. The spirit of Elijah is here. Uh, This, 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 several months ago, while thumbing through some papers, First Lady, we were shredding some things and just, just oddly, I opened up a, a folder and in that folder was an old prophetic word from 2013 prophet had came to a Wednesday night service a a man from Africa came and he said that the Lord had sent them there sent them to our church to speak to us a prophetic word Uh, the church was moving through some some difficulties at that time and, and I had been in my prayer closet crying and weeping over many things you know I cry and weep over you because some people haven't learned to cry and weep for themselves sadly some people don't know what to cry about you know Jesus said of his day that he didn't know what to make of people he says you you dance when you should be crying and you're crying when you should be laughing but he sent a word and, and of course many things in there came to pass things that were coming but in there he said the spirit of Elijah here. And I've always had that in my spirit. That I believe I operate in the spirit of Elijah. You say, well, why do you say that, preacher? Because my heart's desire is that you get back to God. I want to turn your heart back to the Father. It's my one goal. It's my, it's my prayer life. I want our church... be consumed in God I want you to know God like you've never known him I want you to experience it because once you get a vision of God that way you'll never go back to what you were before you wouldn't even know any better some of the things you're going through had you had a revelation of God you wouldn't even be putting up with the stuff you're putting up with and the spirit told me to tell you be careful what you tolerate in your spiritual lives because it's all the proof that you don't have open revelation. Listen, stop letting the devil run roughshod over your families. Stop letting him take control. Don't give him an inch, because if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Listen, you ought to understand that God has given you a new spirit. You have a spirit of sonship. You have the spirit of Elijah. It's your heart back to the Father, because the Father's heart is already with you. Listen, brother and sister, right now, Right now, I don't know how many independent households we have, but would anybody come to the altar for your family? Anybody brave enough to step out of your seat and come to the altar for your family? Anybody brave enough? You say I'm going to go down there. I'm going to stand for my family. Now I, I don't know what all your conditions are. I don't know what your situation. I see Jennifer. You've got big kids. I do too. I don't know. Maybe you got little babies. I don't know what you got. Maybe maybe you're coming with your whole family, like. Like Isaac and Bethany, they, they got a little baby boy and another and little one coming in March. They're down here with the whole family. Three we can see, one we can't, but he's, he or she is right there. Will you come and stand for your family?